DJ and PK, it's time to welcome in now Sam Merrill, Utah State Aggie guard and the hero of the Mountain West Conference tournament run to the championship for the second straight year. Sam, good morning. How you guys doing? We are uh, doing about like everybody else is doing, you know. Could be better, could be worse. That's how it always works out. I'm curious uh, I'm curious with you, a uh, just a whole roller coaster of emotions and thoughts must have been uh, playing out for you uh, over these last few days and, and now I guess uh, a little more than a week. Um, from the big shot, uh, finding out there isn't going to be an NCAA tournament, uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, it's uh, it's been probably probably the craziest week of my life, to be honest. It's going from the high of highs where we win the conference tournament in dramatic fashion. Um, we we know without a doubt we're going into the tournament. Don't have to worry about it. <clears throat> to hey, we're going to play this tournament without fans, which would have been awful. Two in the span of 24 hours, every league gets canceled and the NCAA tournament gets canceled. So um, it was the high of highs and it was the low of lows. So um, it's been a, obviously at this point, like, um, and with everything that's going on, it's probably the right decision. So I'm not really angry about it, but uh, it's been a crazy week for sure. I'm wondering, Sam, you know, your, your accomplishments will stand forever now for Utah State. You went out with, uh, you know, probably the most unbelievable play in school history or the best anyway, and it was so dramatic, and all of us were watching it, and we're all excited for you and the team and Coach Smith and all that. But I'm wondering, you know, the disappointment, I get it as far as that goes. 20, 30 years from now, uh, when you look back, and they have a reunion of the – 2019-2020 season. Do you think that you would be in the position, because I do, but I'm wondering what you would think, that you would be in the position to really celebrate this season even though there was the disappointment at the end and it would get to the point where you wouldn't let the disappointment of the end take away from the phenomenal season and the great accomplishments and the good times you had with the guys and the coaches? Oh, for sure. There's well, there's always going to be, no matter what, there's always going to be the, the thought that um, something was left unsaid and that we could have done something special. But at the end of the day, like, even right now, we're happy with how our season went. And, uh, we were able to go out on top with the conference championship. So, um, And we learned so much and, and grew so much. And um, there was some adversity this season, and we fought through that and, and did things the right way. So no matter what, whether even if we're – we're always a little bit disappointed that there wasn't an opportunity to do something more. Um, I know this team will, will always be happy with the work that we put in and, and the results that we had. Sam Merrill join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm wondering if you've spent any time contemplating uh, how fortunate you were that the Mountain West Conference Tournament was a week earlier than it normally is. So you got to play the whole tournament. You got to hit the shot and win the thing because there are a lot of conferences. Their tournaments got shut down, you know, first round, quarterfinals. Some teams never got going. Yeah, we, uh, we still know you're complaining about it. <laughs> but in hindsight, that was a great decision by the league. And uh, we're, like you said, very fortunate to have been able to play and finish our tournament. Uh, obviously, I feel for all the, the leagues that – that weren't able to do that. 
there were even a couple games that were that were canceled mid-game. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but yeah, to to be able to finish our tournament and especially us be able to win our tournament, um, it, like I said, in hindsight, is is incredible. Some talk of seniors getting the year back. Do you think you would be interested? And have you heard from other guys? Or would you want to just move on and get on with life? Uh, for me, it's for me, it's time to move on. I'm already 23. Um, I'll be 24 in a couple of months. <clears throat> so for me, it's it's probably time to start making some money or, or trying to make some money at least. Um, but I think that would be great for for guys that do want that opportunity. Um, all across the country, teams that had their season canceled. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, um, but if that does happen, then that would be a great opportunity for a lot of guys. So when you say make some money, are you thinking about uh, playing professionally, I assume? And if so, what have you heard from NBA scouts? What have you heard from foreign scouts? Do you have any idea where this might be headed for you? Well, that's that's what these next few months will decide. I um I'm excited about the process and the opportunity to try and prove myself. Um, I've heard very good things at the NBA level. Obviously, I know Europe is there and will be there, but um, I've heard very good things. Um, uh, I know the couple things that I have to improve on. I know that I have to get into great shape and and prove to um, to NBA teams that I can that I can guard at that level. I believe that I can, and I've been told that I can, but. Um, I have to prove that in the next few months. With uh, obviously, no one knows what's going to happen with the draft process, with the NBA season. So, if that may be in a month and a half, it may be in four months. But um, if I can, if I can prove that stuff, I think there's a real opportunity at the NBA. And if not, then then, then we'll head over to Europe and see what happens. How are you going to go about the workouts with all this social distancing and everything that we're supposed to be practicing to make sure whenever the time is that you're ready to go? Yeah, that's going to be tough. Um, you just have to, like, like we're trying to do, stay away from large groups. So pickup ball may not be happening as much as, as people would like, but uh, I have a you know family members that can help me and, and friends that, that I spend a lot of time with that can help me and uh couple guys that are willing to to work you out so as long as i think as long as you stay away from from big groups and and like everyone's talked about um practice good hygiene make sure you're washing your hands and and all that stuff then then i think we'll be able to work through this you alerted you alluded to the uh some of the challenges you faced in the middle of the season um, I know as you go through, you always analyze what happened in the game. You're watching film, but when you step back, big picture, do you get a different look on, you know, what happened with the loss to Air Force and Boise State? Because everybody had such high hopes and high expectations, and you ended up doing a lot of great things. Do you look back and think, how did that happen? Yeah, you look back at our um, at our three game losing. The Boise game happened, but to be honest, that was. I mean, we played fantastic that game for 37 minutes. So, to be honest, I know fans may not want to hear this, but I look at back at that game with how our season finished and just laugh about it. But uh, the the UNLV, we lost that UNLV bad. We lost at home to San Diego State, which which was fine, and then lost that at Air Force three games in a row. And we 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 weren't super healthy, so that was part of it. But at the same time, I think we just. You know, we weren't playing Aggie basketball. We weren't 
playing with the mentality that we normally do. Um, we weren't sharing the ball like we normally do. We just didn't have the energy that we normally have. And um, we just needed a reminder that at our level with the amount of talent that we have, which uh, we were one of the more talented teams in our league, but we're not like a top end. We don't have top end talent. So like we have to earn it every single night. And we, we had to be reminded of that. And um, it was just a little blip. Um, but from that moment on, and including after the Boise State loss, we we really locked in and uh, looked in the mirror and, and fixed the stuff that we needed to fix. And from that Boise State game on, we played played really good basketball. So, Sam, you've had a lot of tremendous accomplishments from high school all the way through to college. And we named you the DJ and PK MVP of the state of Utah in college basketball. And I just want you to reflect on what that award means to you. Well, that might be the most important award I've ever received. So I, I appreciate that from you guys. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun ride for sure. All right. Well played there. That was, that was well done, Sam. <laughs> so, hey, I'm curious, uh, as it went along, we were all kind of wondering um, how healthy Kata was. and as, I mean, obviously he couldn't play for a while, and then he played, but he didn't look anything like himself. And then the, the end of the conference season, the second round, it got a lot better. How would you evaluate his, just, his ability to do what he's capable of doing? Did he get to 100%, do you think? Was he 80%? You're around him more and you know him better. What did you think of the way he was able to finish the season up? Yeah, it was it was just funny to see. You could tell uh, that he was getting better and better. The funny thing is, is everyone um, during preseason and and when he was out, um, everyone was was concerned because there was no timetable. No one had any idea when he was going to play. And people would be asking us, and and we'd say, "We're right with you guys. We have no idea when he's going to play. It could be in two games. It could be another ten games." Um, but once he did start playing. He was he was rusty at first, and everyone saw that. And then he and then he re-injured, not re-injured, but hurt his knee in another way against Florida. So it took him a little bit. But as you guys saw, like the last month or so, I feel like he was as close to 100 percent as he was going to get. And he he looked like he looked like Nimi, and he and he played the way that we're that we're used to him playing. And uh, he was a huge part of our success towards the end of the season. So he got some NBA run last year, Sam. Do you think he'll come back or go into the NBA draft this year? Um, I don't know for sure. I'm I'm assuming he'll he'll go through the same process um, and see what happens. Um, I know he's made he's made some improvements um, as far as the stuff that he needed to improve. But when you're injured half the year, that really that really hurts your your development and and those opportunities. So. Um, we'll have to see what happens, but uh, I know I've talked to him. I know he's willing to come back if that's the case. So um, I, I hope that he does have a have a great pre-draft process and and can make it to the NBA. But if not, then I think he'll he'll decide to come back for another year. You know, it's not clear what's going to happen as far as another year of eligibility. You've talked about yourself. There's two other seniors on the team. We've heard Abel Porter's in the transfer portal. What do you think the roster is going to look like next year? What do you think the team's going to look like? 
Yeah, there's definitely some question marks, just like we just talked about with Nimi. Not sure what's going to happen with him. Um, Diogo and Roche, if there is another year of eligibility, I'm not 100% sure. I know Diogo has told me that he would consider it, um, but would have to, again, would have to go through a process and figure that stuff out. But there are some good guys, you know, Justin Bean, um, Brock Miller, Alfonso, Sean Barris, all the guys that played last year and played big minutes. And then we got some good new guys coming in. Um, Marco Anthony, our, our transfer from Virginia that sat out, uh, played on a scout team all year. He was he's a, he's a really, really good player. Brings a different dimension, a guy that can beat guys off the dribble. He's really strong, really athletic. Um, he's a great defender as well. And then a couple guys that redshirted, and, and I know they're bringing a good recruiting class. So uh, I don't expect much of a drop-off. I think they're going to be a good team once again next year. So you've had a couple years around him now. Everybody watches him on TV, hears the interviews. Tell us what Craig Smith is really like. <laughs> he's he's exactly what you see. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. Not one, not one day – did he did he show up without without the energy or the enthusiasm or the excitement that you guys see that fans see in every game? Like he he brings it every single day and um, he he knows exactly when to yell and scream at us and he knows when to be positive and try and motivate and uplift us. Um, but like if you're playing for Coach Smith, that that's the one thing you have to you have to be able to match his energy every day and. And it's funny, you know, for some guys, for all it was new for all of us last year, but for the guys that came in this year, you have to learn. Like, you have to be able to match his energy every single day or, or you're going to be running for most of practice. So um, he's, he's fantastic, and uh, I'm grateful that I've had two years with him. Well, Sam, we enjoyed watching your career. We obviously enjoyed watching the uh, the tournament and the big shot. That was uh, That was crazy, and – Regardless of how much the end of the season fell apart, you'll always have that. So uh, good luck with whatever comes next for you, and we'll be following you. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Sam Merrill, Aggie guard, joining us right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.